Eagles Entertainment. On Thursday, September 23rd, Eagles players spoke to the media. First up, offensive tackle Lane Johnson. Uh, now that you're going to get this, uh, this week of reps next to Landon, how much can you guys accomplish in a few days? Uh, I think communication is key. I think we can accomplish a lot just from having really nothing to a full week of practice, so that'll be big and feel a little bit more settled down going into the game this week. Have you uh, seen uh, Nick Sirianni's beat Dallas shirt and uh, your thoughts? He's uh, new to this rivalry. Shirts are cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, he knows what it is. I mean, this has been a rivalry, I mean, for a long time. So, um, great team, great defense, um, you know, good, good edge players. So, we're all excited. Do you guys have to fill him in at all, or do you think he knows enough at this point? I think he knows, yeah. So, we watched the. Uh, Pretty good clip of the history this morning, the team meeting of uh, you know the past 40 years, whatever, playing against each other. So I talked to Brandon Brooks, and you know you got you know what's his mindset like? Uh, rehab and, and be ready to go here. I guess here in the whatever the timeline is in a few weeks, eight weeks, whatever it is, and be ready to go. How's his mindset? Mindset okay? I mean, is he? Yeah, mindset's good, man. I mean, the thing between, between him and uh, Brandon Brooks and Brandon Graham, and they're always positive, even after the game, man. Uh, BG was positive, just like he always is. So it's it's just what kind of guy he is. You said shirts. Is everyone going to Lockerstall sort of thing? Or? Everyone got one. That, uh, I think it says Dallas sucks on it, pretty sure. <laughs> or beat Dallas or Dallas sucks one of them. I can't remember. My, my, my memory's gone. No, nah, just one. Just one. I think it's – is it beat Dallas? We don't know. Everybody has CT. I, I, I know you normally go up against Marcus Lawrence and, and those – Battles have been pretty well uh, documented. But what do you think about Michael Parsons and what he did last week? I think he's a beast, man. He's uh, you know 6'3", 245, can you know four three speed. So uh, with anybody in this league, man, you can't take anybody lightly. And, and you saw what he did last last week. Had a lot of pressures, uh, low to the ground, quick twitch. So you know he's a he's a great player. So I have you know have my hands full. I mean, how would you describe uh, Landon's receptiveness and, and offensive line? Uh, He's been good. I mean, he's uh, usually playing center. He's having to adjust to guard. So, um, you know, last week was kind of out there on, on the fly. This week we'll have a full week of practice and probably feel a lot more prepared maybe than last week. And um, that goes for both of us, you know, as far as me communicating with him and getting our calls in. How do you, how do you, think, like, he did, how do you think he did last week? I mean, just being thrown in there, obviously, he hadn't really had uh, Other than the first rep, I think he settled down. After the first rep, I think he settled down and, and started playing well. So, um you know, it is what it is. Guys get thrown in. You have to adjust and, and learn on the fly. So that's what he's doing. Are we kind of developing the timing with, uh, with Landon, you know, especially like things like combo blocks? Combo blocks, yeah. yeah. I mean, that, uh, communication as far as picking up blitzes, uh, timing on, you know, on cadences. So that's, that's big, too. Yeah. Excellent. Next, cornerback Darius Slay. Success going against Amari Cooper in the past. Um, you know, what's kind of the, the key there? I mean, they have other guys too. Right. I mean, how, how challenging is that? It's always a challenge, man. He's um, one of the best in the game. Um, you know, he's an athlete. You know, he's a pro at what he does. And, I mean, you know, we've been in a lot of battles, good battles at that. And, um, you know, we've been seeing each other for a long time, man. He's been in League 7, I've been in League 9. And, um, you know, we got a great understanding of each other. CD Lamb, what have you seen from him and his development? Oh, man, good, man. Good, good gadget guy. Good guy that can, uh, with the ball in his hands. Um, tough after the catch. Um, 
you know, he's a real decent guy, man. He uh, play hard, uh, compete, and, um, you know, all, all he's doing is continue to get better each and every week. Like how well do you know Dak? Oh, very well, very well. So uh, me and Dak got uh, so one day I got in trouble at Mississippi State for uh, for uh, cheating in the workouts, right? So I didn't want to lift the weight, so I just kind of like cheated or whatever. So they made me carry Dak up the hill, and my boy Dak kind of like like all right, man, I know I'm heavy. This time he was like 240 though. This y'all don't know young Dak when he was real big. So I had to carry up the hill on my back, right? But he, he, you know, he, uh, he like jumped off his back for a little bit and just like ran up the hill with me, and you know, spared me because he was heavy. Cause I won't go carry him up there though. He knew I wasn't though. But that's my dog, man. Uh, I'm glad to see him back out there. Um, I'm glad he's um, healthy, and you know, I'm gonna keep praying for uh, he have a healthy season this year too. What's the difference playing against him without him last year compared to the years when you're playing against him? Second. What was the difference playing the Cowboys without that uh -huh. did last year compared to when you played the Cowboys with that? Uh, shoot, just the, just the energy of the, the stadium, because I played them in Dallas. Well, when we went to Dallas, you know, it was loud. We didn't have no fans with us when we played them here, but when we went to Dallas, it was very loud, and it was just the energy, really. Other than that, uh, it's been the same. How about with Amari? I mean, you, you say you've known Amari for, you, know, you played against him. How, do you know him at all at off the field? Or how yeah, we, I know him off the field, man, a little bit. Um, just hollering at him, man. We've been hanging around each other. You know, he's been to a couple Pro Bowls. I've been to him, with him. Uh, we talked a lot, chop it up, man. Um, he always trying to play chess. I ain't good at it, but he's very good at it because I heard he be spanking a lot of folks in it. But, uh, yeah, man, we just, you know, I mean, you know, if you're nothing to leave, you know, we're still a brotherhood at the end of the day. What's your uh, favorite, what's the favorite rivalry you've been a part of in your career? My favorite say? rivalry? Yeah. My favorite rivalry has been, uh, always been uh, Green Bay, just playing against them guys over there with Aaron, Jordy, uh, Yontay. Uh, it was fun, man, uh, over there. You know, it was kind of loud, and that's when um, – Definitely, we was rolling in Detroit too. So, uh, but you know, this one up here is gonna be my one of my new ones for sure. When you when you play for guys as many times as you face Amari, does he does a guy like that try to do new stuff, or is it basically you know what each other should do? Right. It's not. It's uh, at this point when you're a pro, you just you know, hey, he know what I do. I know what he do. We just gotta be compete, and um, you know, whoever wins wins. Uh, it's kind of hard to kind of just change up something that you do so well in the middle of the year. So, uh, you know, I'm the same way. I can't just change up techniques just because of the fact that I'm playing a different person. Uh, whatever I do best, I just got to continue to keep doing it and, uh, and believe in what I do. They have, a, they have a number of good, uh, good receivers, obviously. Yep. I mean, C.D. C. D. Lamb is someone you also have to go. I mean, how, how tough does that make them, you know, to go against when they have two or three guys? Yeah, they, they get, they're talented, man. Got a great back, great receiver core, man, great quarterback. Uh, it's always a, a, a high, explosive offense, man. You know, you just see what they did in Tampa, putting up that many points, just, you know, doing what they had to do. Uh, so they got the ability to do what they need to do. So uh, we just got to contain them, slow them down, and, um, and try to give our offense uh, a lot of possessions. Oh, yeah, that's him every week, though. Even when the training camp, he always uh, trying to improve, man. Uh, one thing I know about him right now is that um, being around him for so long, uh, he, he's big on accountability. And we know we, uh, you know, we, we depending on him to give us the great game plan to go out there and execute, and he giving us the, uh, and, you know, we got to give him our part and um, go out there and compete as well and, and uh, execute our job. Let's go, Ant. Safety Anthony Harris takes the podium. Hey, uh, Anthony, you played every snap the first two games. Um, not real familiar with your body of work at, in Minnesota, but, um, you know, how, how accustomed to you are that and do you like doing that? 
Yeah, from my, my past experience, um, I've pretty much been an every down guy out there in the first, second down, third down, and then playing in different positions. So it's pretty familiar in terms of, you know, the snap count, where I'm being played at, and things of that sort. So it's not much of a big adjustment for me. A little bit of a different offense, San Francisco versus Dallas, more the typical 11 personnel that play. How much, how much does that make things different for you on the back end? Not as much as last week in terms of, you know, affecting your eyes with the different jets, different motions and flashing and things going across um, cross fields. So this week could be a little bit more subtle in terms of, you know, lining up, playing some football and, and not having to worry about the shifts and misdirection as much. How far does it start getting some of those takeaways when you guys have your hands off ball? It's important. Um, you know, we talk about, you know, taking advantage of opportunities. Um, my principle has always been you got to do what you're supposed to do when you're supposed to do it. Um, opportunities to create turnovers, takeaways, flip field position, change momentum or, or really stop momentum, that, those are big moments. So um, whether that's big plays, tackle for loss, loose fumbles, interceptions, um, all of those things matter in terms of turnovers, momentum, flipping the field position, and all that contributes to winning as well. What's the, uh, what's the biggest challenge like going against the running game now that Pollard has become like, a much bigger factor as, you know, with Ezekiel Elliott, obviously? Yeah, anytime you talk about stopping the run game, you know, it's getting a lot of hats to the ball, um, everybody being where they're supposed to be in terms of fits and things of that sort. And then just rallying, um, you know, going against tough opponents with big, big linemen. You want to try to get as much penetration um, and win the line of scrimmage. And then from on the ball carriers, you know, you want to get a lot of hats there so you can stop, you know, extra yards out the contact and tackle really well. Explosive. They're both explosive runners. Um, Pollard has the has that long speed, the ability to take it all the way, as well as Ezekiel. They're both physical. Um, they both run behind a big offensive line, so the task will be, you know, everybody doing our individual job, working together in the maximum effort. In the locker room, on the field, what's the value of vocal leadership compared to quiet leadership? And Brandon Graham, who seems to supply that, without him, who picks up the, the voice? I think the key is everybody just being themselves. Um, you know, that, that vocal leader is, is, is important in terms of bringing guys along the way. Um, and then also, you know, going out there doing your job is important. But having somebody saying, you know, talking you through the highs and the lows of the games, um, that's important. So we'll just look for guys who are already in that natural role, may not be, you know, as publicly seen, maybe a little bit more behind closed doors, but guys will continue to step up, embrace that challenge, and do what we got to do to win. Yeah, that's something I've been doing in my past um, in terms of really just fitting in wherever needed. Um, sometimes if there's a number of guys who are taking that role, Sometimes I'll take the back seat and just kind of fill in where I need to be, whether it's one-on-one -on -one conversations or whether it's moments in the games or pre-games where, you know, it's getting guys going and getting excited. Who are some of the guys that you have identified since you've been here that could step into that role besides yourself? Well, I think I've seen a number of guys pop out really just in spurts, not so much in big breakdown moments like before pre-games, but – you know, in the flow of practice, in the flow of the game, you know, guys feeling it. It's just something that's kind of come on natural. So you've seen guys like Eric Wilson, uh, guys like Alex, uh, Slay, Steve from a defensive standpoint, and then guys on the other position offensively as well, well as Jay and Rager. It's just really about just being in the moment, being present, um, doing your individual job. And if you feel that natural urge to, you know, say something or, or get guys going, then you do that. As a follow-up, in, in terms of your personality, it can sometimes be, I guess 
Um, I think it's just a free spirit. Um, you know, the more you get into the games, um, the more you start to make plays, the more you start to get more involved um, and you see opportunities. It's just really all about supporting one another. So it's not necessarily the individual uh, performance. Um, it's really just being there for your guys, celebrating not only your success, but the other guys' success around you. So I think when you do that in a natural way, you just kind of pull guys along and guys kind of rally and just flow with that. Can you take a, can you take a young guy like Kayvon aside, you know, after – no, I mean, we just talk about going around playing fast. Um, you know, the one thing that our coaches say is that, you know, they can slow you down, but they can't speed you up. So a guy like that who's running around um, trying to do what he's being coached to do and do it at a fast, fast level and make correct decisions, um, you just let them go play. And then from there, when we get on the film and things of that sort, you make corrections there. But as far as in-game, it's more so like, Next play, um, continue to lock in, continue to do your job, and then we'll worry about the rest later. Anthony, you mentioned uh, Jalen Breger as someone who's uh, stepped up vocally. That's an interesting name. He's a, a younger guy, you know, comes off as maybe a little bit quieter. What have you, you seen on that? Well, from, from my time and my experience and knowledge with him, it's really just been coming out, working every day, you know, um, trying to get better, trying to, you know, go out and do positive things and be a large playmaker. So at times, whether it was, you know, joint practices when he's making plays, um, he's feeling fired up. His confidence is continuing to grow. And I think that's something that he's just been trying to show and just show people that, hey, he's accepting, you know, that new role of continuing to elevate his game, and he's excited to be here. I think you had some experience against Dak in Minnesota. What kind of problems does he present for the defense? I, mean, I think his ability to throw the ball, you know, throw the ball deep in terms of getting out of the pocket, being able to move, whether it's thrown on the run or being able to use his legs. But he's also he's a big body, so he's not easily to take down one-on-one -on -one tackling. So I think his versatility is, is definitely one of his strengths. A couple more, we'll get uh, Hurts in next. Thanks, Up next, quarterback Jalen Hurts. What's going on? Questions for Jalen. Jalen, what uh, did you think of Nick Sirianni's beat Dallas shirt? Uh, he's obviously new to the rivalry, but it seems like he uh, gets the picture of the talent. Yeah, a lot of people new to the rivalry. Um, I think uh, we, we, we respect the game, we respect the rivalry, and we know what it means to the fans, so we want to go out there and, and um, you know, do our best and get it done. Dak was, um, he actually helped recruit me to Mississippi State when Brian was there, so fun fact. Somewhat, somewhat. What does it mean to get into a good enough job? I guess you can go there. I'm sorry? Get into a good enough job if you can go there. I kind of was going to Bama, so. He's a great guy, great guy, though. Going back to your home state, you know, where you grew up, any extra meaning for you? Any special feeling about that? Um, I mean, no, not not too much. Um, going back home, going to play in Texas. What's the relationship like with CD uh, now that you guys are on opposite sides of this rivalry? Do you guys talk at all in the offseason? Uh, we, we definitely stay in touch. Um, you know, my year with him at Oklahoma, um, very special year, and we, we built a, a great bond, so uh, built a good relationship with him, and it'll be excited to go out there and see him compete out there, compete, compete against him. Yeah, can you help the defense kind of plan for some of his strengths and weaknesses? I'm not sure. <laughs> we got to, you know, stay true to our fundamentals and what we do um, in the end.
Nick Sirianni said he beat himself up pretty good, you know, the last couple days over some play calling and things like that from the San Francisco game. How much do you like that a coach, you know, really self-analyzes himself and, and you know, we've heard that you know, kind of do the same. I think coach always talks about how near, you know, he always talks about the values he's instilled into this organization into what we have going on here. Um, and, you know, you, you admire to see someone hold themselves accountable um, for whatever it is. And everybody plays a role in that. You know, everybody has to be able to hold themselves accountable. So um, we respect that. And do you think the players and even you, do you guys kind of feed off that as well? I think we feed off, I think we feed off of the, the feeling of, you know, coming up short in the game, um, the feeling of knowing that there's there are things out there that we can control and um, we can conquer. So we just want to continue to learn from them. We're all going to hold ourselves accountable and we're going to continue to grow. Now that you're into games, how has your relationship with, with Nick evolved over the last few weeks? It's been it's been real good. I mean, we communicate a lot. Um, always trying to be on the same page. So um, it's, it's been good and it's only going to continue to grow. Is he any different as you go through game planning and, and evaluating the previous game than you expected? No, I, it's, I didn't go into, into it with any expectations. Just, um, like I said, trying to thoroughly get on the same page, um, have a same mind, see how he sees it, um, and vice versa. So it's a constant thing. Yeah, Nick said that one of the things he did uh, after feeding himself up was look at himself and say, you know, I'm here for a reason. I, I obviously know how to coach this team. What are some of the tricks you use to kind of turn the page and start looking towards the future after a game that maybe it didn't go as well as no tricks. Um, just, you know, I've always said a 24-hour rule after a win, 24-hour rule after a loss. And I've always uh, stayed true to that. So it's Dallas week. I mean, he's always been a hell of a player. I'm happy to have him here and here for a, a, a longer amount of time with this extension. Congrats to him on that. But um, he's a hell of a player. Always been a hell of a player. Always been a disruptive player. I remember it, but I remember us winning too. As, as much as you guys try to treat every game like it's exactly the same, for you on a game like this, Monday Night Football, Dallas Cowboys, do you get a little more fired up for a game like this? Go out there and play. Ready to go out there and play. Excited to go out there and play. Jalen, you're a Houston guy. I think your godfather worked for the Texans. Uh, were you a Texans fan as you grew up? How, how did that Texas dynamic work with the Cowboys and the Um, I did support the Texans. Obviously, my godfather working there and always being around um, the complex and, you know, that being my city and where I'm from. Um, so... I support the Texans. We always, you know, cook food on Sundays and watch the Texans play. As a captain and with Gigi uh, not being on the field now, do you take it upon yourself to fill the void of, like, in terms of feminine energy, or is that when that maybe isn't how you conduct yourself, do you not want to force that to kind of stay true to yourself? I think uh, BG has, has said it, and, you know, it's great for him because he's still able to be around. Um, and, you know, you can, you can still impact the people around you um, given the situation he's in. So for me personally, I'm going to continue to be the leader and player I am and um, try and, you know, try and do my job and execute at the highest level. Um, and, you know, 
kind of affect the people around me in the right way. What were your thoughts college, high school? Was there a favorite rivalry Uh, I mean, we played North Shore. We played North Shore in high school. Um, and actually, I'm from North Shore, so I ended up going to school where my dad coached. So that was cool to beat them. We played in my junior year. What were your thoughts on uh, how Landon No, played? most of those games weren't very competitive, but when I played, they were, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what were your thoughts on how Landon played last week? and? and what do you think this opportunity is going to mean for him? It's a great opportunity for him, man. Um, another Bama guy in there. Um, you know, Landon's a great player. He came in in a situation where I really wasn't expecting, you know, to, to, to come in and play like that. So I think he handled it right. And I'm excited to see him prepare and um, get a full opportunity this week. Let's take two more from Joe. When you had Devontae around the sidelines, you're going through maybe a play, and you're, and you're looking at, 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 you know, maybe some of the printouts or anything like that. How involved is he in kind of helping you figure out where he needs to be, or, or how much like ownership does he take in, in, in a play maybe either going well or, or, or not going well? I think everybody's trying to take ownership and accountability for things, and also um, communicating, trying to see what we see. Do you see it this way? Are we on the same page? That's what it all comes back to. So um, he does a great job of that. And when you look at like the receivers like Devontae and Jalen, players obviously you know, first or second year and stuff. I can't hear you. The wind kind of. <laughs> how do you kind of like? How do they adjust to like an up and down? You know, a bad game, a good game, and, and, and just and how do you adjust to that at the same time? Yeah, I think um, it's an ongoing thing. You know, I always talk about learning, and um, there'll be things throughout the year that we always will learn from. There'll be a takeaway we're able to learn from that, build on it, and grow from it. Um, and, and nobody's excused from that, you know. So it's important that everybody um, looks at every situation, analyzes it, and learns from it. Um, you know, no losses, just lessons. So continue to learn, continue to grow, and um, keep, keep going. Next up, wide receiver Jalen Rager. Jalen Anthony Harris mentioned that you're one of the guys that seem to be kind of asserting your your vocal leadership with the loss of Brandon Graham. I mean, how how are you doing that? Um, I mean, just, it's just part of I would say just you know that leadership that we need on this team. You know, besides of course the leaders that we have, you know, the captains. It's just you know having another voice, and I feel like it's never enough. So we can always, you know, have others leading. Is that natural for you to, to be outspoken? Um, yeah. I mean, I don't say too much, but I feel like when the time is right, I do say say certain things. Looking back at the at the illegal touching uh, callback, what can you do better uh, to make that play successful? Uh, ultimately, I just feel like honestly, I just feel like um maybe my split, but I mean that that certain play. It was a it was a certain route that's supposed to be different, but I mean, honestly, I feel like just when the play comes again, just make it this time. How did you how did you how do you feel like you responded to that? Because that was kind of a, a big moment. Next play. Can you explain how, how it was supposed to be different? Nah, I can't. Uh -huh. Is it special for you to go back to the Dallas area? Um, you know, I'm sure these going home is kind of a big game for you, and you know, I guess what an hour away from Dallas or. 
Nah, it's like it's it's a it's just a it's the next game on the schedule. I mean, I look at it like cause I'm here. You know what I'm saying? So I play for Philly. So I'm not really too much worried about it being a homecoming for me. It's just cause I'm going out I'm going out there with green on. So I mean I'm going out there to get the job done. And I mean it's always good going home, but I got one goal in mind. Do you have to almost and maybe all the players, even though it's Dallas and it's Monday night, do you have to even kind of say to yourself, just keep it like it's any other game, even though perhaps it's not, it's prime time and it's against Cowboys? Yeah, you just keep yourself calm. Just, you know, it's another game. And, uh, you know, don't make, don't, don't let the moment be too big for you. How, how are you, uh, Quez and Devontae, like, as far as adjusting week to week? You know, because you guys haven't seen a whole lot. I mean, you know, you guys are relatively inexperienced, so... What's the toughest thing about making those week-to-week type of adjustments? Just like you said, just developing every week. I mean, you got to think we're going against, you know, some good good defensive backs, good defenses. And uh, I feel like every week, that's where it comes with that experience. And, you know, you can ask the coaches and stuff like that, you know, just questions we'll ask or things we'll say. Like, it just it's different because you see more. So I feel like, you know, that goes with anything. That's just like being, you know, in you guys' shoes. You know, from experience, you know what to ask, what not to ask. You know how to prepare, so it just—it's all about growth. Based on what you've seen so far this week, um, where do you think the, uh, the team's mentality and, and energy is at? The same. We're just gonna play fast, start fast, and finish. Trevon Diggs is a young player that seems to be turning into a playmaker. When you see a corner like that on the other side, do you take notice of that, or is it just sort of? Yeah, of course, he's a great player. He makes plays, but we all in the same league. So, I mean, like I said, it's just—it's another game and. That's just, you know, he's been doing he's been doing a very good job, and I feel like, you know, that's a challenge for us. Go out there and compete and finish, you know, and ultimately get the job done. As a receiver, is there a difference in the way defenses play you when you're in 11 personnel compared to 12 personnel? It just depends. It depends on what players you have. Um, you know, with us having, you know, the tight ends we have and then, you know, the receivers we have, we're pretty fast. So, I mean, it just depends on the personnel and how the, you know, the D coordinator on their, on their side decides to play certain things. It depends on, it, it depends on your personnel or their personnel? But it, it depends on us. Like, they do, it depends on what they, you know, whatever they throw out or whatever we throw out. As one of the younger guys, you said you pick your spots when you speak up. How's Jalen handle it as a younger guy but also captain in the quarterback? I mean, I don't necessarily say I pick or anything like that. I just feel like it's t- like – you don't for I don't force it. I don't try to force my leadership on nobody or anything like that. Like I just, I just whenever the time comes, that's what I do. And then with Jalen, I mean, he's our quarterback. Like I said at the beginning, he's the captain of the ship. So I feel like it's natural for him. And you know, he just has that trait. That's what he does. And see, like that comes with different people. You know, you have certain people that lead aloud and lead by example. And he's more to lead by example than he's a leader all in all. Him being so natural as a leader, when he was the number two last year, what type of leadership ability did you see from him? He was doing the same exact thing. He had the same mindset, the same, you know, the same energy about him at practice. You know, he never, he was always the same person. Like, whether he was starting, not starting, whatever. He's always, he's still, like, he's the same person all the time. How do you think the, young, the, the younger members of the locker room reacted to that last year when, when as a backup, he's showing that type of leadership? I mean, it shows promise of, uh, for sure because, I mean, you never know. You know what I'm saying? Just so happened if someone's get hurt and he got to come in like that, you know, that's just like, you know, you kind of see it. You don't have to worry. And ultimately people going to question it and, you know, wonder how he is. But, I mean, y'all see it. Y'all know the guy he is. Does it make it harder to, to, to work with the guy in front of him? 
Um, I don't know, honestly. I mean, it just it just depends. I mean, it depends on how you may take it. Cause, like I said, him being a leader, it I don't feel like it draws anyone away. But you kind of look for him to do those certain things rather than someone else. How do you describe your leadership ability? You don't like to force it on anybody, but how how would you describe it? Um. I mean, like I said, I don't. When I say I don't force it, like I don't, I don't have to be the guy that this loud and, you know, be vocal and stuff like that. Like I kind of, I just lead by example, and then if I have to say something, I do. So I mean, it just goes however I'm feeling. It's not, it's not a thing that oh, I'm just this big leader or big. I just kind of play my part. All right, thanks, guys. Appreciate, Appreciate it. Thank you. Next up, offensive lineman Landon Dickerson. Hey, Landon. Thanks for taking the time today. We'll get hi. started here with Ed Kratz and Dave Zangaro. Yeah, hi, Landon. Uh, obviously, you got your first pro snaps uh, on Sunday. Uh, just how do you think you did? And, uh, you know, how was that to get your first taste of the pro uh, pro game? Um, you know, honestly, my play was not up to the standard that we've set here. Uh, you know, I wasn't happy with the way I played, so... You know, it's been the focus this week is correcting all of the mistakes I had and what I need to work on. Go ahead, Dave, and then Jeff. Landon, what's your process to, to go back and watch film and correct those mistakes? Can you take us through it a little bit? Really? Go back, see what I think I need to work on, ask coaches, ask players, ask everybody, you know, what they think I need to work on, and then just apply it at practice. Keep it, you know, in my head. I'm conscious about it. Everything I do, I'm trying to fix those mistakes or fix whatever I need to. What's that feedback been like? It's been very helpful, very detailed. Go ahead, Jeff, and then John. Uh, Landon, uh, Lane said that you've been working mostly at center. Uh, did you get any right guard snaps last week, and how many? And and how much do you think just you know having that full week of prep with the first team is going to benefit you this time around? Uh, you know, I can't speak to the amount of reps that I got. Um, you know, I've really just kind of been swing guy, trying to be able to go in at all three positions. So really, that's been my emphasis this offseason during camp. Um, it's going to be very beneficial to get reps with the first team, especially getting timing down with the guys, learning how they play, how fast they play, what their footwork is, and getting everything meshed up. Go ahead, John, and then Bo. Hey, Landon, on, on, on that timing aspect, Lane was talking a little, about, uh, a little bit about that as well, the combo blocks. Um, when you can settle in during a week at, at one particular position, how, how much does that help you? It, do, it does help quite a bit. Um, every player is different. Every guy plays at a different speed, has different footwork. Um, you know, they all get the job done, but it gets done a little differently depending on each guy. So, you know, it's really just a process of, you know, getting to know them and them getting to know me and, you know, making, you know, that combination work. Go ahead, Bo and then Ed. Hey, Landon, when you, when you say that your play was not up to the standard, what, what specifically were the things that uh, you felt weren't up to that standard? Uh, I won't go into detail on that, but I just didn't feel like my play was satisfactory um, when it comes to the expectations we've set, you know, on the team and in the offensive line room. Go ahead, Ed. Uh, Landon, was there anything that kind of surprised you or took you off guard a little bit about the pro game and the, and the difference than it, that it was in college? Uh, the game's a lot faster. Guys are a lot quicker, smarter, stronger. I mean, everything gets bumped up a notch. We'll go to Dave Zingaro next. 
Landon, I know you obviously missed uh, a lot of time here. Where's your conditioning level? Did you feel like that was an issue at all on Sunday? I don't feel like that. Was, I didn't feel like that was an issue at all. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that I need to work on. I don't think you can ever be in too good a shape. So conditioning is always something I'm going to work on. But there's a lot of other things that I needed to work on, too. Go ahead, Dave Spadaro, and then Ed. Or Ed, if you're ready. Well, Linda, aside from the idea that, you know, you didn't play well, just the experience of being out there, can you? is it possible to separate, you know, you're a rookie, you're coming off a tough end of your college career to, to be out there? Um, did you, I get weird way to ask it, but did you take any joy at all in the experience? Uh, of course I took joy in it. It was my first game um, at the stadium, so that's one thing to enjoy, but you know, I could sit here and give you excuses all day, but I, I believe excuses breed mediocrity. So there's no reason for me to sit up here and tell you, you know, this was the reason I did this, that, you know, X, Y, Z, you know, just evaluate what I did and fix it. Go ahead, Ed, and then Jeff. So Landon, you'll be making your first uh, start, pro start, um, you know, against the Dallas Cowboys. How familiar are you with, uh, you know, the Cowboys and this rivalry that they have with the Eagles? Uh, I've been familiar with it. Um, obviously not firsthand, but being in this building now and seeing the way, you know, guys carry themselves this week and how we prep for this game, you know, it's it's an important game around here. You know, every game's important around here. So I really think guys are, you know, locking in, becoming detailed, and, you know, hopefully we keep doing that for the rest of the season. Go ahead, Jeff, and then Martin. Uh, Landing, I know you may not see Michael Parsons a lot, but he certainly uh, will rush the passer. What kind of challenges does he present for an offensive line? Uh, you know, he's a quality player. He's a strong guy. He's very twitchy. Um, you know, he seems to do a lot of good things, especially in the pass rush. I know he's a young guy, but he's playing extremely well at a high level. So, you know, he's, he's a good player and we have to treat, you know, we have to treat every player that way. Go ahead, Martin. Hey, Landon. Um, you've obviously played with Devontae for the past couple of years at, at Alabama and everything. And I was kind of wondering, like, what you notice about him as far as, you know, how he, you know, adjusts and recovers week to week, you know, from a good game or a bad game, however it may be. I mean, just as far as his focus and determination and overcoming all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, Smitty's a next play mentality kind of guy. You know, he's not focused on, you know, whatever happened in the past or what's going to happen two or three plays from now. He's going to be in that moment. It doesn't matter. He's going to look at the game, see whatever he did good, see what he did bad, see what corrections he needs to make, you know. And then, you know, he's not really worried about, you know, tomorrow or, you know, what's coming up two days from now, three days from now. He's going to do whatever he can in this moment to make himself the best player he can be. And, and if I could follow up, I mean, have you two kind of talked this week just about what you guys experienced, you know, this past Sunday and kind of like what you're, you know, what you guys might have talked about as far as learning from, you know, Sunday's game? Uh, you know, we haven't talked a whole lot about that. You know, we've been more in our position groups trying to figure that out. Thanks. We'll go to Dave Spadaro. Landon, what kind of expectations do you have for yourself, not just in the short term, but in the big picture? Um, you know, my, my goal is to, you know, play to the standard that the coaching staff and, you know, everybody, my teammates have set around here. That's that's the ultimate goal is to play to that standard and to execute at a very high level. All right, we'll take one more here from Dave Zangaro. Hey, Landon, will you lean on Brendan Brooks as a resource for however long you're starting? Absolutely. 
what can he offer? Uh, he's got tons of knowledge. He's a very experienced player, um, you know, very smart guy, very physical guy. Um, you know, he's he's kind of like an encyclopedia that you can go to if you have questions. You know, you can do that with, you know, him, Lang, you know, Jason, Isaac, all those guys. All right. Thanks for the time today, Landon. Thank you. And lastly, linebacker Eric Wilson. Hey, Eric. Thanks for taking the time today. We'll get started here with Jeff McLean and then Chris Franklin. Hey, Eric. Uh, you seem like a positive, upbeat guy that brings energy. Uh, is it is it possible to come in to a new team and be able to um, bring that energy to the rest of the squad if you haven't really kind of done it here yet? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think wherever you go, you should be you. Um, regardless of the situation, be you. Um, and then we know when we come together for our collective goal that, you know, we work our hardest for one another to do that. But nonetheless, always be you. And just to follow up real quick, um, you know, what are some of the things that you like to do to keep guys energy uh, going in the right direction? And, you know, obviously coming to work some some days may not be <laughs> what guys want to do. Yeah, I think as long as we understand that the – you know, how we play is, you know, of the utmost importance. It's not necessarily the call. It's not necessarily the, the situation that's going on. What we have here is to good play or bad play, make sure you're ready and focused for the play at hand. And, and that's really important. So um, not only me, but we do a great job as a team and as a defense um, collectively making sure that we're all on point with that, that we're all focused uh, and ready to go. Go ahead, Chris, and then Ed. Hey, Eric, just wanted to get your thoughts on what you've seen on tape from Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott, and what does the linebacking core have to do in order to contain it? Yeah, I think we we have to, you know, get to the ball. We have to rally to the ball, um, make sure it's not just one person tackling. And, and if you are, make sure you have a great angle, great angle on them, and, um, you know, you run, run your feet through contact. Um, these backs run hard, and, and it's really important to, you know, be physical. Um, be physical, have that intensity, and to, to play as a, a whole. Go ahead, Ed, and then Martin. Yeah, uh, hey, Eric, just to kind of follow up on that, are there differences between the two of them? I mean, what are the differences that you see between Elliott and uh, Pollard and how they, uh, you know, are used in the offense? Yeah, I think they have some similarities, but in some instances they, they do different things. Uh, Pollard... Um, you know, he may be doing some jet sweeps as well. He may be doing um, some more scats, but they both run downhill. They both um, do the same thing in the running game. And even, you know, Ezekiel, he'll he'll still run routes and um, get the ball out of the backfield. So they definitely have some similarities and some um, a little bit of differences in, in what they run with them. But um, nonetheless, we have to, you know, play as a whole, play as a – um, a whole defense with great eyes and, and great intensity. Go ahead, Martin, and then Chris. Eric, I was actually going to ask you that very same question. So um, what, what about Dak Prescott? I mean, you know, the Eagles didn't see him at all last year because of his injury. Um, I don't know if you've noticed anything on film from maybe the last time you went against him probably two or three years ago. I mean, what, what do you see from him? Yeah, I've played against him a, a couple times, and I think even on film it shows up. You know, he he does a good job of, of throwing the ball 
um, all over the field. And, you know, they try to, you know, play to his strength, which is, you know, pass the ball and let him throw it outside, let him throw it um, deep, check down. He finds the check downs too. So we have to be ready to cover the field, um, you know, making sure our eyes are right, making sure that, um, you know, we're doing our responsibilities, being where we're supposed to be. And um, I think our D-line, um, you know, has a good opportunity to get after him. So um, if they put pressure on him um, and, you know, we cover in the back end, I think that's a that's a great win for us. Go ahead, Chris. Looking back at the last two games that the linebacker unit has played so far, how would you assess the way you play, basically assess your guys' performance? Uh, say that one more time. After looking back at the last two games that you guys have played, the linebacking core, how would you guys, how would you assess the, the way you guys have played? Yeah, I think I think we've done a, a really good job. I think we are getting to the ball. Uh, we're trying to you know get the ball out. We're we're not just um, you know catching tackles. We're trying to come with some some intensity and and bring it to them. Um, getting under windows uh, in the in the play action game is, is important. You know if teams try to take shots. And just communicating, making sure, you know, that we're all on the same page with the D-line and the DBs and making sure we're playing together. Communication is is one of the most important things, um, not only as a defense, but as linebackers especially. So um, I think we've done a, a really good job, and I think we can continually get better as well. Thanks for the time, Eric. Thank you. For more Eagles news and exclusive interviews, be sure to subscribe to all of our Eagles original podcasts, including Eagles Update, Eagles Insider, and Eagle Eye in the Sky.